Hey everyone, welcome to Queer Christian Conversations with me, Kojama. Today we are talking about queer movies, queer Christian movies, what's coming out. I've seen a lot more movies than I saw before than I ever saw. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, talking about whiteness in that movie industry, um, in that genre, and the black and brown voices in the queer community that may or may not be uh, being represented right now. So hello, hello, welcome in. How was your Thanksgiving? Hey, Toya, how was your Thanksgiving? Um, did you spend time with family? Let's do our check-ins, okay? I went, um, drove down to Texas and spent some good time with my um, oldest sister. So that was so healing and so beautiful. You know how you hang out with family, especially I'm the younger sister and so you get poured on with all of this love and care because I'm in Colorado being a boss babe, okay, for the kingdom, thank you Jesus. And so what can happen is um, you can get kind of caught up in being the leader of your life and in control, hey Rose. And then, um, you know, sometimes we just need to be taken care of. And so that's what happened with me. Um, I got taken care of. I was fed, fed, and fed some more. Um, and so that was amazing. So how was your Thanksgiving? Toya says she had a vegan Thanksgiving. It was so good. Girl, you are an inspiration, okay? I wish I had done a vegan Thanksgiving, but that was just not a possibility in my um, Hey Reagan in my uh, African, West African household with my oldest sister. That just was not gonna happen. There were um, ribs that were done, some beef ribs, okay? We had chicken, we have something called jollof rice. The Liberian kind is the best kind, if you ever heard of that, uh, that debate that's going on in West Africa right now, who has the best jollof? Um, it's Liberians, and so my sister made that, had the shrimp, the meat, all the goodness was in it, okay, tow it up. Um, so I had a great Thanksgiving. The drive was beautiful down the, to Texas. Um, I fell in love with Texas, okay? I've been there before, but it wasn't as humid as it was this time, the last time I went. And when I tell you as a black woman, African woman, the humidity in Texas was praise dancing all over my face and my hair. And I came back and started looking for houses to move to, okay? I was like, I gotta get back down to Texas. Everything was flourishing. I didn't need no makeup. My face was on point. My skin was dewy, looking at least 10 years younger maybe five, I'm not gonna exaggerate, but I look good, okay? And I just need to get back to Texas, all right? Um, Ways of Grace said, don't try it, Nigeria has the best jollof, now bye. <laughs> no, they don't, but that's all right. I am dating a, uh, my partner right now is Nigerian, and there was some jollof that was made, and uh, I had to just politely um, just, let let my partner know that that jollof was not not Liberian, wasn't hidden for. Y'all don't put nothing in it. See, Liberians, we have the mixed vegetables, okay? We got the meat, we got the shrimp, all right? We got the kidney beans in there. Um, I don't I don't even have words. Even my partner, because my partner, we went down there together, was just like, yeah, this jollof was hidden. It was hidden good. Okay, so that was so much fun. Um, thank you, Princess Rose says, I'm always looking good. I appreciate that. Welcome in. Hello to everyone who is joining now. 
My name is Coach Yama. That's where I can it, okay? Um, my name is Coach Yama. You have joined Queer Christian Conversations. We do this weekly Thursdays, 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time, and we have different topics that relate to being queer, being Christian, or just queer in general. Um, there's a lot of queer news that's happening right now that I do want us to cover, but mainly I want to focus on the queer movies. Hey, Own Your Bold, how are you? Um, the queer movies that I've watched. Now, I don't have Hallmark, so I know that there is a Hallmark movie um, with a, a gay male couple that I have not seen yet. So the movies that we'll be talking about today is a New York... Oh, what what is it? Why am I forgetting it right now? Or New York Wedding for Christmas? I posted it in the stories. I think it's a New York Wedding for Christmas. And then the other one on Hulu was The Happiest Season that had Kristen Stewart in it. So I watched both of those. Um, I had no idea. See, now Toya. Toya is always clocking my relationships. Last time I went on somebody's show, told them I didn't know what I was looking for. And Toya said, I thought you said you was waiting for your ex. Called me out. Um, yes, Toya, I have a partner. It's very, very new. As a matter of fact, um, this beautiful gift was given to me by that person yesterday. So very appreciative of that. It was beautiful and awesome. My love language is gifts. So I love that. So um, those two movies we're going to be talking about. I do want to cover um, Elliot Page, formerly known as Ellen Page, um, coming out as trans. And let's just have a really good conversation around it. I saw on, on Twitter there was a little bit of shaming of queer LGBTQ plus people, lesbians who were mourning Ellen, um, who was now Elliot, right? <coughs> Excuse me. And I wanted this to be, thank you, Anna. I wanted this to be a, um, an open place where we could discuss that. Hey, Allie, girl, I hope you're doing well. Um, I wanted us to be able to discuss that because there was some expressing of people feeling sad, like they were going to miss Ellen. If you're not aware, um, Ellen Page was the actress that, you know, I know her from um, Juno. Um, she came out, her, her pronouns are now he and they, and um, his new name is Elliot. And so uh, Ellen came out as trans and her his name is now Elliot Page, okay? So there was some mourning that was happening that was going on on Twitter and I saw people being shamed for that. And I have to be honest, when I read the story, I processed it as well as mourning Ellen because I, you know, was going to miss her. Um, happy, obviously, this is the work I do. So completely joyous and celebratory of Elliot coming into himself and being who he is absolutely love that but what do you all think are we not making room for people that when they come out as trans that it's okay for us to mourn that person that they used to be especially um such a public figure and she was speaking for the queer community anyway doing amazing documentaries so elliot was doing his thing i'm gonna be going back and forth you know we're still getting used to it right um why are we shaming people for mourning um, a trans, the, the old identity as they come into who they are? I don't know why that's, that's, um, that's happening because we expect people, especially as queer people, I don't think it's all of us, but the general queer community out there, I think 
that may not be the Christian queer community, um, hey, Ken, uh, expect people to get it right the first time right and so we have the pronouns that are going on and if you miss it all of a sudden you're being shamed for not getting the pronouns right and you're being shamed for mourning the person that you knew before we're not people are not gonna get it right the first time and i think we need to create space in the community for us to allow some grace to people because it took us a while to get comfortable in our identities why are we gonna why are we shaming people for taking time as well i don't understand that um miss princess anna says i felt a little sad too but i'm happy for him too exactly toya says we do need to do better i know a handful of super masculine women who eventually transition absolutely so you you know what happens is that when we have this mindset that people have to get it right the first time or they're not affirming or they're not allies, like all of that pressure, it creates a distance between you and the people that you love because I'm thinking about the clients that I work with and when their their families are getting used to um, them coming out as LGBTQIA, whatever letter that we choose to come out as, our family needs some time to mourn the person that they had in their mind and there's nothing evil there's nothing um wrong about that you know i talk about that in the book that i wrote um how to finally be yourself even if your family thinks you're going to hell and uh, and helping people understand that your parents are going to mourn the person and they feel in the future they thought that you were going to have right if you're a female coming out as lesbian and your parents had this idea that you're gonna marry this man you're gonna have these kids not saying that you can't have those things with a woman i'm saying they had this this idea when they had you and now it's a it's a different future it's going to look different why is it okay for your parents to mourn that i don't understand i don't understand so i'm just saying in general we need to do better just like toya said um, Candid Soul says, what do you mean by mourning identity? So for um, previously known Ellen Page, who is now Elliot, right? Who was always Elliot, but is coming out as Elliot now, right? Because we've known um, Elliot as Ellen in the past. So we knew Ellen as, first we didn't know what her sexuality was, right? And then she came out lesbian, she got married. And so the lesbian community was like, you know, really excited. We have somebody on our side who's very visible, who's speaking out, who's an activist, she's successful, and she's hot. You know, Ellen, Ellen was cute, right? Ellen had a little, you know, there was a show um, on a tale of, is it a tale of two cities? Some show like that, I think that she re, um, reintroduced in the new, like uh, did a... <clears throat> A revival of the show that was about LGBTQ plus people and it was amazing in that show I loved it right and so um, I was attracted to Ellen and so when Ellen now comes out as Elliot who he's always been it's it takes a moment you know and that's okay why can't it take a moment it takes a moment to be like dang so okay so Elliot, all right, really happy for you. But dang, Ellen was cute. Ellen, you know, Ellen was doing, she's still gonna be doing the same things as Elliot. He's gonna be doing the same things. But there's a moment where the identity that you were used to relating to is no longer there. 
And that is not saying that people owe us their identity. That's not saying that people need to stay who they are. Obviously not, right? This is what we do on this channel, um, channel on, on, in our community here on IG, that we are here to help people be authentically who they are. So people don't owe you anything for them to remain the same, but at the same token, at the same time, it's okay for the people in your life as you're coming out to be given the space to mourn who they knew you as, right? And to embrace the new you. It's a death right? Uh, the trans community calls the old name the dead name because it is a death happening. So if there's a death happening, it's okay to mourn the death and at the same time embrace the new um, resurrection, right? The resurrection of Elliot in Ellen, right? So that's all I am trying to say about that. Candid says an issue is having expectations for the lives of, of other folks. Absolutely, right? We don't have expectation, but that does not mean that I can't feel sad, you know, that I'm gonna miss Ellen. It's okay. And I think it's, it's disingenuous for us to pretend that it's not, that it's not there, that we're trying to, because I see this happening on social media, that we're all trying to be so politically correct, we're all trying to be so perfect that no one's being honest and no one's saying, yeah, man, yeah, I I, I stand at Elliot. Yes, absolutely. But I'm going to miss Ellen. There's room for that. And you should be allowed to have room for that without being shamed for it, is all I'm saying, okay? Now, let's talk about um, these two movies that have come out. I'll talk about the happiest season first. Put a one in the comments or a thumbs up or something. Give me some hearts if you've seen the movie The Happiest Season. Um, I don't know my laptop oh, across the room, so I can't get to it. So give me a heart if you've seen it. It's um, the movie general um, plot is there's an out per partner. There's a not out partner. They go to, to um, the partner who is not out house for the holidays and a whole bunch of crap ensues, okay? <clears throat> so, it was a very, I thought, beautiful movie. I thought the character who was not out, her name was Harper. The character name is Harper in the movie. And was very representative of a queer Christian's journey in a conservative family coming out and navigating the fear of coming out and navigating the fear like if you do come out you could lose your family but then if you don't you fall in love excuse me you fall in love and there's this beautiful person here by your side and you want that relationship with them and so you have these two apparent extremes of loss right and so I come out I lose my family if I don't come out I lose the love of my life like what do you do with that right so I love the movie. There's so many scenes in the movie. There's a scene where they are um, Harper and Riley. Riley is Kristen. Is it Riley? Is it Riley? Maybe it's Kristen Stewart's character are at a party where they're not out. It's, it's with Harper's family, the conservative family, and they share this moment where their hands touch, right? And I know every lesbian person bisexual whatever <clears throat> person that's have had a same gender partner in a room with people who don't know that you guys are together and you all touch hands or in some kind of way make bodily um contact the electricity 
in that moment is, ooh, I'm having flashbacks right now. Ooh, I have been in, <laughs> ooh, I have been in several of those situations. And when that moment happened, I got, and there's so many moments in the movie where I got flashback when I was with a partner who was still in the closet. So I thought it was beautiful, but then I went on Twitter and people were upset at the Harper character for, I mean, she was not the greatest girlfriend, right? But I really connected to her because I understood the internal turmoil that you go through when you're in that process and how from the outside it can look like and it very very much is possibly that you're treating your partner like crap right that you're being an asshole to your partner that you're being the worst person ever but your mind okay as a believer as a person of faith in a conservative environment even in a work environment thinking about coming out and the possible loss it can be. Yes, it's a selfish place to be, but it's okay that it's a selfish place to be, okay? So when I was watching the character and seeing how they portrayed her, I thought they did a very good job. I wish they had gone more in depth into her character to really explore what the internal dialogue was because we only saw her, her actions from the outside and how she was responding in the situation that she was in. But I wish they had gone a little deeper with that. But I was thinking, man, this is beautiful because I haven't seen representation like this very and then done really well. Done really well, okay? Um, so I thought it was amazing. Then uh, white Twitter was very upset, okay? And I, I'm thinking this is white Twitter who are not believers generally. Um, so just the queer community in general, the white queer community on Twitter, were very upset. They wanted Riley to end up with the other person that was obviously, you know, out and owning who she is. Dr. Smart, I think her name is Aubrey Plaza. I don't know a lot of these, um, the white actors. I don't know a lot of any actors, honestly. I don't remember people's names. I watch African movies, so those are the actors I'm aware of. Um, but they were upset. At why, why did the writers have her stay with the person who treated her so bad, who forced her back into the closet and forgave her? And then, you know, there's, I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it, but it's a happy ending. It's a Christian movie. I mean, it's a Christmas movie. It's a happy ending, right? So why was the happy ending with the partner who was closeted versus the person who was out? Uh... I didn't even think about that when I finished watching the movie. I know I saw the chemistry between Riley and Aubrey Plaza's, Kristen Stewart's uh, character and Aubrey Plaza's character, but honestly, she's been with this other girl for so long. They have a thing going on, and I get it. Like, I got it. I got why you stay with the person in the closet. I get all the things that you've gone through with that person. I get all the conversations. I get all the sweet moments of love that you shared with that person that are so much deeper than anything else. And to give that up, I get that. I mean, I'm not with my partner that was in the closet, but it took me three years to release that, okay? Um, but I understood why, okay? Yes, it's the happiest season um, movie. So let me scroll back here and see. Um, so people are ask, answering each other's questions. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm trying not to give the spoilers, y'all. So are these two straight women? So Kristen Stewart is a queer woman. I think 
Is that the girl that was from the Twilight movies? I never watched that. I don't, I never watched it. Um, so Ken says, sometimes we have to love our family from a distance without judging them. Sometimes distance isn't always a bad thing because it gives both parties time to adjust and mourn. Absolutely. Um, and that's really translating into having boundaries, right? Prince uh, Anna says she was obsessed with Kristen in middle school. Now she, Kristen was looking, there is a scene in there, you've probably seen it, the pictures of them, of her in a suit. <laughs> That's the same scene that have them touching the hands, you know, in secret, but in the open. Ooh, she looked good, okay? Um, Candace says, can you name the name of the movie? It's called The Happiest Season. And it is on um, it is on Hulu. I highly recommend it for no other reason other than its representation. Now, I know I saw these other comments on Twitter as well that this movie didn't really represent black and brown people and their sexuality and the journey that they go through. And I absolutely agree with that, okay? It is geared toward and written by women who look like the women in the movie. So can we make room for more black and brown um, queer stories, Christian stories? Yes, we can, okay? But again, I don't have to just do one or the other. I can love this movie and still ask for more representation for black and brown bodies being shown and their stories being told on screen on large platforms like Hulu and Netflix, okay? I can celebrate this and still recognize that there is a need in the market, okay? I don't have to choose. I think we've been so polarized for so long in the U.S. that we've only been told that we're allowed to have, um, <clears throat> we're only allowed to pick one side, that we are not complex enough. <laughs> like, I love that this is what this is about, right? So we're not complex enough to mourn Ellen and celebrate Elliot. We're not complex enough and um, sophisticated enough in our thinking that we can celebrate the Happiest Season movie that it was out there. To, it told a certain kind of coming out story and still ask for representation. Why, why can't I? So do I have to hate the Happiest Season movie to show that really what I want is a movie that represents or shares some part of my story? No, I don't think so, right? <clears throat> excuse me we're adults okay um we are sophisticated thinkers right if you're following my page you are a sophisticated person who is able to think and rationalize and make room for people that is just the people that i draw to me okay so that is already who you are so i'm guess i'm preaching to the choir but i want you to take this and go tell other people that too okay so uh, Toya says, please, and let Lena Waithe needs to produce it. Yes, okay, let's make room and, and, and represent. There was a, a show on, on Netflix called, uh, was it She's All That? The, the re, they reproduced and re-released. Uh, it was the Spike Lee show. I think it was called She's All That, something like that. And it was a, a, a black woman who was a, a bisexual woman and it, it followed her story. But I think it didn't do really well because it was really too heady in a way. It was really artistic and, and, and it was just, it, was, it wasn't flowing, okay? The juice just wasn't there. 
hey Dwayne so I think that's why that didn't work out the first couple of episodes I was so excited if you remember that show I think it's called she's all that um, I forget the actress's name now but it was an amazing show but for like the first se season and even like then the first few episodes because it just lost I think the the advertising that was done was really geared towards her sexuality and then when you got into it it really wasn't about that it just became about all these other things so it was it was not i didn't enjoy it as as much but that was an example of representation okay but having a christmas movie that represents black and brown people is very with good acting is amazing now we're going to talk about um a new york what is it let me i'm about to pull my phone to look it up and my phone is what I'm live on right now. I believe it's on Netflix and it's called, please uh, help me with this because I put it in the in the stories, but for some reason I'm, I'm growing a blank right now, but I think it's called A New York Wedding for Christmas. And that's the movie. Um, and it's a representation of a Hispanic woman, an Italian woman. There are black people in there that are not um, not queer, but this is a Hispanic woman, an Italian woman. Um, the Hispanic woman is of brown, beautiful skin. And so they represent her story is set in New York. I think they're in Queens. And what happens is she, you know, they have a traumatic break at, you know, at a very young age. And they both choose different paths. And the Hispanic woman character ends up with this high-powered, very rich um, black man. And she's ready to get married. And then our guardian angel, who is queer, which I loved, okay? I was like, Jesus, can I have a queer guardian angel? Because that would be lit, all right? So her queer guardian angel comes along and takes her back to this alternative reality where they both chose to go in the same direction together, where she was in the moment of getting ready to marry to this young lady that she's loved since teenage, teenage years. And so it, it goes through what all her struggles are with that and then it's also set where they are petitioning the catholic church to marry them okay and the priest is mr big from sex in the city i was like yes mr big okay do y'all remember mr big from sex in the city that did everything for me i was like yes okay now the acting I have to be honest. I have to be honest, okay? It was a little spotty, okay? Um, I recommend it because of representation. We got to support, okay? We got to watch it so they know that people would watch it if they posted it so they can put more money into producing more queer films, okay? That have a faith um, component to it that is affirming. So watch it for the support so they make more, all right? Uh, but when I watched it, um, the acting, and I'll be honest with you, I'll be very honest. When we started the movie, my partner and I was, were watching it, and uh, I think it was like maybe the first five to seven minutes of the movie, and I said, I'm not watching this. <laughs> the acting was not the greatest, and I was over it. And I said, I'm not, I can't. I don't want, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to watch this. And my partner said, you need to watch it to see. I, he, he said, I want to watch it to see how it ends. So he ended up falling asleep anyway. And I watched it to the end. And it brought me, I'm happy I did. I stuck with it. Because you get, 
when you watch a movie that has bad acting, it's not so bad that you can't watch it. So I watched it and um, honestly, it brought a lot of emotions to me. There was some moments where I wanted to cry because I was so moved by what was happening. Um, so I did enjoy it because I stuck with it, but I'm just letting you know ahead of time, if you're somebody that's really picky about the type of acting that you see, um, then uh, you may want to turn it off, but don't. Keep watching it. Um, Adriana says, Curious. I've never heard that term. Love it. Yes. And so let's see. Curious. Because Curious TV is done by what's her name? She used to date Mrs. Wright's Way. What's her name? She calls herself Papa. I forget her name. Toy, do you remember her name? You can put it in the in the comments. Curious is a black LGBTQ show that's based in California. And it's, it is what it is. I think it's, it's beautiful for where they've started. The acting isn't the greatest in there either. Um, yeah, Alexis King, maybe her last name is, or maybe that's her. But if you type in Curious TV on YouTube, you will find it. So thanks for that. Yeah, so there's that show. Um, and there's a lot of maybe short films that you can see I've looked for that's on, um, on YouTube. Yeah, it's a show on YouTube. So if you look it up. They've done a good job putting it together. I'm really excited. The quality of the um, videography is really good. The writing is okay. The acting is okay. But I still support it. I still watch it whenever they put it out. Um, <clears throat> just because I need them to be encouraged, okay? When nobody starts everything and it's 100% perfect. It just doesn't happen. We have to be able to support our queer artists in the very beginning of their work so that they know that there's an audience that is hungry for what they have to do and they'll step it up, right? Because you can give honest feedback um, and I know those people who are around them, closest to them, hopefully they have some honest people that says this, this can be tweaked here, this can be tweaked here and that's how, you know, things keep progressing. So I, yeah, that show is, it's okay. But I like the fact that they're even doing it. Afro-Latina, yes. So, let's see. Do, do, do. I was trying to scroll back up, but I may not be able to see all of it. Okay. Yes. Exactly, Toya. So, they have little to no funds. They're funding it themselves. And so, it's important that we do support uh, these films. So, a New York a New York wedding for Christmas and happiest season. And if you have Hallmark, there is a movie on there uh, with a gay male couple that you can watch and report back to us and let us know how it was. I don't have Hallmark, so I can't watch it. And I don't know about y'all. I don't know what's been going on in this 2020, but I feel like putting up a tree. I want to decorate. I want to watch Christmas movies. And that's never, I've never watched Christmas movies. We attempted to watch a movie on Hallmark at my sister's house for Thanksgiving. The acting there was interesting. And it was it was horrible. I was just like, I don't even understand why they keep, who are these writers? It feels like, I told my sister, that Hallmark feels like the McDonald's of movies. Like, you're just going to get the same thing over and over because we know that you like it. There's no variety. There's no surprises. I can't do it. My mind is way too complex. I would, I, anybody, any of us here on this live right now can predict the end of a Hallmark movie before it even starts. All you have to see is the cover. Okay? And then you watch it. I don't know. I think sometimes, too, um, Christians watch it because it's safe. 
right? It's like there's not going to be nudity. Nobody's going to be cussing. Um, no one's going to be, there's not going to be gunshots, okay? No one's going to get killed. So it's a safe bet. It's a family movie to sit down and watch with the kids. I get that. They have their genre. They have their lane, okay? They are sticking to it. I appreciate that. But I'm not their audience. I'm not their target audience at all, okay? Hello, Black Queer Nation. I'm not Hallmark's uh, target audience. And I don't... I don't know if I'm the happiest season's target audience either, but I did appreciate that movie. And if we were to have, let me see, let me dream a little bit, okay? Now I have a show that I wanted to do. Let, tell me, let's let's talk, let's chill, let's 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 hang out. You see, I brought you to my living room, okay? I'm not even in my office right now, all right? So let's have a good conversation. Let me know what you think, okay? Be honest. I have this idea. Okay, I know the podcast listeners who are listening to this are like, what is happening right now? Also, if you're just joining me, you're uh, listening and watching Queer Christian Conversations with me, your host, Kojiema. I am a person that helps people who are LGBTQIA plus make peace with their faith and their sexuality. Um, I have a book right now that you can get. I have an online course that helps you build your relationship with God, rebuild it after coming out because all roads, whatever problems you have, okay, whatever issues you're having with family, fear of going to hell, not being sure if God accepts you, all those roads lead and those solutions are found, are going to be found in, in your relationship with God, okay? So I have the e-course right now that you can purchase, link in my bio, or you can coach one-on-one -on -one with me. You can set up a call right now, a, a complimentary call you can set up for 50 minutes where I'll build a plan and we'll see if I can help you get where you're trying to go in your faith and your sexuality, okay? So that's what I do, but I wanna, I wanna pitch a movie, a TV show to y'all, okay? Just think, if you're familiar with Girlfriends, the show with Tracy Ellis, is it Ellis? Tracy Ellis Ross, okay, Diana Ross's daughter. The show Girlfriends, Sex in the City, but queer Christian, all right? So, it'll be, there's, now, don't nobody steal my idea now, okay? It'll be, Six girls. Oh, and a mix of the bull type. Because I like that show, The Bull Type. On Freeform. It's on Hulu. So the movie is going to be the show. It's gonna be a series, like a comedy, but it has to be smart because I don't I don't like watching stupid shows that make me have to turn my brain off. Anyway, so there's gonna it's gonna be like a flip on all of the stereotypes that we think about. Alright. So there is going to be a virgin girl in there, okay? who's Christian, and but she's very, very flirtatious. She does everything but have vaginal sex, but she's a virgin, and she holds that as a badge, like, I'm a virgin, I do whatever, right? And so uh, the character or the stereotype of a woman that the church edifies so much, right, we're going to kind of give her some very real uh, flaws and see how that goes, okay? The there would be a girl who, in traditional sense, would be considered promiscuous, but has a heart of gold. Right? That's that's a movie stereotype all the time. There's not going to be a man to come and save her to clean her up. That's not going to happen. All right. 
Um, that character that Julia Roberts played in Pretty Woman that keeps coming up over and over again. There's always this idea that there's this promiscuous woman that needs saving. She's not going to need saving, okay? She's going to be very in tune with her sexuality and she's going to have a heart of gold and have character like no one else way better than this virgin who out here just doing the most, okay? There's going to be a queer person who's questioning their faith. There's going to be a sage like an older trans person who has all the answers to everything, right? But has their own, maybe a little struggles here with a little bit of addiction, a little bit of alcohol, a little bit of some, some on the side, you know? Um, oh, Toy, you want to help me write? Let's do it, girl, okay? So it, it goes a lot deeper than that because I started writing it, but the idea was to turn these stereotypes on their head and to force us into conversation. The things that we don't normally want to talk about to force us into having these conversations. Like the virgin girl may have a secret, you know, addiction as she would see it to masturbation and doesn't know how to talk about it and has to go to this queer person because the virgin girl has very strong beliefs that being gay is wrong, okay? And she's going to have to, maybe there'll be a scene that she has to go to this queer person that's not questioning their faith to kind of, to reach out for help, to experience the grace of God through that person, right? Let's see, Adriana says, love it. Let me help you write. This sounds so lit. I can't put flames on my computer, but please insert four flames for me. Um, which one is you, Anna? I want to know which one is you. So, oh, you guys are excited. I love it. I think we should definitely, definitely do something like that. I think it'll be great because there's always, I love watching shows where there is a community of women um, that are loving and building and supporting each other, where there's conflict, very real conflict that has to get talked about. And uh, what show was I watching that I realized dealt with a lot of political issues way sooner than I felt shows were ready to do it? It was Designing Women. Yes, I watch Designing Women, okay? Mm-hmm, yeah. Love Golden Girls, love Designing Women. Um, <coughs> although I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't like Designing Women after, I think her name is Delta Burke with the dark hair. I didn't like it after she left because I really loved her character. Um, so I, I love shows like that, that bring that unity. So maybe we can have like a thing and start writing this together. I don't know how to write uh, a show, I don't know how to write dialogue. I have the idea. Um, so I think that would be so beautiful to be produced. And um, would it be something like the L word? I don't think, it wouldn't be like an L word um, show because that can, that audience is very specific because I want it to represent, if you were sitting, for example, for the holidays, um, with your family that there's somebody on that show that every member of your family can relate to, right? Like with all of our prejudices, with all of our, our questions that we're scared to ask out loud. I think that would be so, 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 so beautiful, okay? Adriana says, the promiscuous women with the heart of gold is me, well, used to be. <laughs> yes, honey, okay? Um, I can't, I think for me, I think all of those people, I wasn't ever a virgin, but I did do the celibate thing for a while. And um, I can say part of all of those women would be a representation of me sometime during my life, during my life, right? And um, 
there always has to be whatever show there is if there's a professional woman that's like i don't need relationships right now that i'm about to go um get this money that was always me because i was always about purpose always about business like that was always my character and now as i'm getting older um, i'm seeing that start to shift a little bit to being like why can't i have both because i never thought that i wanted both before so and i'm like why not i can have both why not okay um miss princess anna says my friend is a creative writing major and she is queer too and she wants to be an editor when she graduates so she can help with the dialogue oh awesome okay come through jesus um anna says i'm the virgin that is flirtatious yes because y'all be doing everything honey um i don't know if you've ever seen the episode of the simpsons where the christian people were like we are not ever having sex and they're like really strong about it but they were very promiscuous in ear sex like they were having it was uh, it's the simpsons right because so they're trying to show the contradiction of the church and christianity sometimes and so they were very promiscuous having ear sex and it was just very weird but it was just like you guys are doing too much all right because you're doing everything else but that and i have been the celibate person before that was having phone sex that was participating in mutual masturbation oral sex including anal sex okay and still felt and thought that i was celibate because i wasn't having vaginal sex okay very wrong understanding of what sexuality is and what sex actually means and so i know all of those characters i'm sure there's one or a couple of them that i'm missing that can come in in and out here and there to spice spice it up okay i'm excited y'all so i'll start to think about it maybe we'll have maybe we can have some zoom calls and talk about it and just have it be like a fun passion project that get us um our creative juices flowing and it could be um a fruit of our community here on ig that we are creatives and uh we get to share with the world what god's given us and represent the totality of what it could mean to exist as a queer person in a very diverse environment without shame um and guilt and condemnation or if you do have it how you work through that right because there's always going to be a lesson a good lesson at the end of it so yeah so that is it y'all thank you so much for joining me um this is going to the audio for this is going to be ripped from on here and put onto the podcast which shows up on spotify and apple Podcasts as well and again, um, I am a coach Yama. I help LGBT, LGBTQIA people make peace with their faith and their sexuality. And you can work with me and help me and have me coach you three ways. You can get the book um, to help you as a survival guide for coming out to, to conservative family members and friends. So that girl in Happiest Season could have used this book. Um, you can get, if you've already come out and you're trying to rebuild your relationship with God, and um you've deconstructed or don't know what's going on and don't know how to approach the bible you're afraid you're not sure if you can hear god all these questions and all that confusion if you're experiencing that right now the course is there to help you you can get that as well it's, it's called um five proven ways to rebuild and re or reconstruct your relationship with god or you can work with me one-on-one -on -one, um set up a free call and we'll see um, if I can help build a plan specific tailored for you with divinely inspired instructions for your life to lead you into success in your faith and sexuality 
let's do that as well set it up with me and um it's 50 minutes you can go on my link all these things are linked in my bio or you can go on my website and check them out okay so i love you all thank you for watching and i'll be thinking about that show i'll pull up my laptop and see maybe i'll share this i'll share it on the story so keep keep an eye out um and then maybe we can create like a separate um email list so that we can all you know create this thing together which would be beautiful all right i love y'all so much i hope you have a beautiful weekend i will see you next week bye